The following is a KPV Media Works production. Choose your fighter. Alright guys, we're back and today we have the leader of Dynamic Focus. That's your team name within the FGC. Your name is? Uh, my name is Aziza Brown. My gamer tag is Naughty Nimbusy. And how long have you been? Well, let's put it this way. I've always usually asked this. Uh, when's your earliest rec recollection with wanting to play video games competitively? Competitively? Um, I kind of was in college in uh, 1999. And I really was really into Guilty Gear. So I wanted to play like more competitively, but I don't know where um, we can actually um, play competitively. So I used to do um, team tournaments at a at Stony Brook, um, and I was the team uh, like the the video game leader for Icon, uh, the the big convention out in Stony Brook. Okay. So I've been doing that and being in college and graduating and. Well, actually leaving Stony Brook and going to Farmingdale and uh, graduating from Farmingdale and uh, with an engineering degree and then um, just working. And I saw, I think in 2013, 2014, I found a thing called MashFest and I was going there and that's when with my best friend, uh, Whitney, and uh, we just started getting into um playing video games and just chilling out there and i was never competitive whitney was so i used to follow her and play with her um going to different um tournaments and my first tournament i think was ect either 2014 or 2015 well so. you say yourself you weren't very competitive is that why i mean 1999 chinatown fair was still open yes. did you ever did yes. you ever find oh you did make your way down there yeah i did make my way down there what like not you... often because the thing is that i was a girl and my parents were very very strict so, so <laughs> yeah no like putting quarters I, in the machines i i would put okay i would go there like once in a while but it's just like it's one of those times when my parents didn't know that i was in the city so like i would go to brooklyn arcade i would go to you know when when uh not brooklyn broadway arcade when broadway I was a thing broadway yeah okay yes very big arcade in <laughs> very the city. big yes it's, it's deeply missed deeply missed <laughs> even though there are like lots of fight outs <laughs> well chinatown fair yeah when you did make your way down there when you had the chance to go down there in secrecy as we found out yes what did you think of it because by all means, that was the hotbed for the NYC FGC community. Yeah. What, what, what were your thoughts of it? I mean, I I wasn't really thinking of anything. I just like we went down to Chinatown Fair. We played we played Dance Dance Revolution. We came back home. That's it. Like you know, it wasn't a big thing. It was just like we just loved playing video games. You know, like it was just one of those things that we just did. You well, know? you were in the middle of the arcade days. So how many delis around where you lived? At arcade machines. <laughs> I learned, okay, I told you earlier, I learned how to do laundry at eight because of the arcade machine in the laundromat. Like, I would hoof it across the street with a bail, with all the laundry, and my parents were like so proud, like, our, our child knows how to do laundry at eight. And like, no, I was taking your quarters. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Blake Street Fighter. <laughs> no, I wasn't playing Street Fighter at that time. Street Fighter wasn't around at that time, but I was playing Commander and I was playing like Pac-Man and was just like really like loving it and. <laughs> oh that's great i love that story yeah. tell us about icon the, you said stony brook is that a program or it's a, it was a, it was a it, it was actually a huge sci-fi convert convention a huge sci-fi convention yeah so okay. i used to do conventions before like like um my really big in- introduction to gaming and competitive gaming was actually doing um the smash tournaments and everything like that i'd actually do a smash bracket single elimination with 64 people in it a whole by myself it's smash brothers (laughs) smash brothers (laughs) how long did it take you to go through all that it took me five hours five hours yeah very efficient i was very efficient i i could see you're one of these people that's like don't waste my time guys if i tell you to sit down in the chair and play your game don't make me go around looking for you yes it was like that so and oh everyone obeyed which was like amazing so it was just like but it was casual, so everybody who went to a casual tournament would just really want to actually compete. That was all they wanted to do, you know? Okay. So, it, 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 by all means, it's like a comic convention tournament. Yeah. Uh, you know, people go there to have fun. This is a little mm-hmm. side thing we're doing during a comic convention. Yeah, Let's it looks, go. People, what? People play this competitively? Sure, why It not? was really funny, because the thing is that, like, a lot of people only bought tickets to go to the Smash tournament, and it would boggle my mind. I'm like, don't you... Like, look, there's a actual medieval, like, gauntlet tournament happening. And people full, like, <laughs> armor beating each other up with with actual swords. Well, you're here to see But you're here to play. <laughs> you're, you're, here to, uh, you're here to see Mario beat up Luigi. Yeah. <laughs> like... ECT 2014, you said, was your first experience at a major, I at think a fighting some, game community major? Yes. Did you have any experiences before that, before you decided to take the leap into going into majors? Did you go to any competitive locals here in New York or? I didn't really know about that, you know? Like, I didn't know about um, all our competitive locals or anything. Even though I went to Fun Zone and I met um, Eli Joe um, while I was going to Farmingdale, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, we would just go, I would keep on going to Fun Zone and stuff like that to play DDR and play Soul Calibur 2 and stuff like that and just chill out. But never knew that there was a competitive scene out there, you know. So, how did you come across ECT twenty fourteen? Basically, through randomly finding out on our Facebook because I was going to Match Fest, which was Sonic Blue Box at the time, mm-hmm. and I just randomly saw it. Like we randomly said, "Oh, let's go!" And so me and my um uh, my best friend at the time just went. You guys just decided to go. This was when it was held in Morristown, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then. Now, Match Fest, that's always fun. Yeah. How did you come across Match Fest? Randomly Match... on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> this was, uh, I believe, about the beginning of Facebook starting to show lots the... and lots of events. Yeah. It's not like it's today where no. you can easily find anything you want. No. So you get to ECT 2014, you and your best friend. Yeah. And you just see this big convention space, or it was a. It was a medium-sized hotel at the time. Yeah. What are your first thoughts? It's like, were you, wow, this actually exists or? I mean, we knew Evo was this, but we didn't know how to get there. You know, like, it's like one of those things where, like, I understand the, how casuals don't know that 
a competitive scene exists because I was one of those casual people that didn't know that a competitive scene existed. You know, mm-hmm. like even though I met people who are part of the casual, the competitive scene at that time, I didn't know where else they went. You know, because they didn't tell me. Is the FGC? Why is the FGC like that? Very secretive. I don't know. The FGC doesn't talk. Why not? I don't know. It it it, it actually confuses me. Are they trying to hide something? Are I don't. They, I don't. Are think... they trying to? No, we don't want esports, which has always been the narrative in this community. Even though whenever the money's available, people run to it. I mean, you say you don't know, but you run the team. Yeah. Could you possibly pinpoint it, or you just don't know? You just don't understand why people are like that. No, I like I don't understand because the thing is, is that um, I don't think that uh, people understand the power of their voice and how they can grow their own scene just by talking about their scene and not just talking to somebody else or anything like that. Just by saying, "Hope oh, I'm going to my local today," and just tweeting it out and or putting on Facebook and then introducing your friends to a scene. People don't do that. And it's it actually hurts the scene a little bit because the thing is that it's not something that people actually uh, program themselves to do, to basically tell people, just say word of mouth, I'm going here. And it's weird you bring that up because, like you said, it's mainly a lot of people. Some people... I guess if you want to use the term um, pop monster Mm. or stream monster, it's not people putting together events or putting together teams like you have. It's regular people who just like playing fighting games that know of the competitive community. They're the ones wanting to keep it inclusive. Mm. So, again, why? I don't know. Like, that's the that's the that's the biggest thing. Like, there's there's. Everybody doesn't understand. Like, they want their scene to exist, but they don't want their scene to actually blossom. They want it to be stay within that bubble. It, I don't even think they want to stay in that bubble. I, I, I don't think that, as I said before, I don't think that people understand the power of their own voice. That people understand if I actually just put two minutes aside just to say what I'm doing, you would teach somebody that really wants to do it a chance for them to actually join in. Did you experience that a little bit at ECT 2014 where maybe you heard some people say, well, I'm seeing somebody new here. Why is she here? Or why is he here? They didn't actually bother me actually like that. They were just like, because since I was going to MassFest, I met some of the people from MassFest and some people talked to me from MassFest. Some people just kind of went out their way and just did their own thing as if we never talked to MassFest. So... I don't that that like I mean it's just people being people but did you go to ECT as a competitor or just to as a spectator I went as a spectator how did you soak it all in I liked it I thought it was hype what was the first thing that stuck out to you when when you first went there again what what was the first thing that just it's like again was it just so many people here or I didn't know this. I mean, do, do these things get bigger besides Evo? Like, what, 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 are, what, other, what were some other things that just stood out to you among going to, you know, a major? Well, did you go to Evo first and then you went to ECT? No, or, I never or? went to Evo. I went to Evo um, 2018 and 2019. So. Okay, yeah. then. 
So after you get home, you've had this experience. Mm-hmm. What what was your next step? Did you say, you know what, maybe I'll go to MASHFest and I'll keep it to this? Or you actually wanted to get more involved within the Oh, scene? we got more involved because my friend was, um, she wanted to be more competitive. So I was like her, like, little... Hurrah, 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 cheerleader. cheerleader. <laughs> because at the same time, like, I didn't have enough time to practice. I didn't understood how much time you needed to practice to actually be good enough to actually play because I used to play video games very heavily. So I knew I was trash. So I didn't, <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was like, <laughs> like I'm an engineer at, um, at Con Edison. So I just didn't have the time to actually sit down and actually put like 20 to 30 hours a week into a game to actually be good enough to compete to compete and that's funny that a lot of people don't realize that about these pro competitor video gamers it's, yeah. it's like anything be a golf you know racing cars or being basketball players you have to put time in yeah and that's it's very weird that a lot of people don't look at it that way oh you're just playing video games how hard could it be no we... no you put a lot of muscle memory into mm-hmm. your body just to actually perform com- combos or to react you know um Gamers actually see frames differently than a like, common person because we trained our eyes to actually see frame rates of course. faster and better. So that is in itself is um, helps you out with competitive play. Okay, you know. So like, <laughs> I'm like I, I I also don't get it because a lot of people were like, well, I I trained uh, like a few like an hour or two every single week. I'm good for a major. I'm like. Uh no, you're supposed to put in that time. Like there's a lot of time that you have to put in. You know, you have to react to situations and and then when they get bodied by like I didn't know this matchup, I'm like, yeah, like this this is time that you had to put in. Well, again, it goes you know? back to organized sports. You ha- especially we were talking about this earlier when I first met you, how people don't seem to realize the levels of competitiveness. Yeah. When you when you start putting 20 hours, that's great. You know, if you want to compete at the highest levels, but if you want to go above a level above higher, that's when you start traveling. Yeah, again, it, it's like baseball players. It, this is a. I don't know if gamers like being called prof, you know, professional jobs, or I, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe they don't <laughs> like that term, but I know you know they are pros. They're traveling pros. They have seen different things. They have yeah. seen different experiences, which puts them a league above everybody else compared to the person that you said has two hours in. It's like, you might do good at a local, but yeah. when you get to another level, it's like, well, I didn't know, didn't know this matchup. It's like, well, this is a full-time job for a lot of them. Yeah. So after ECT, and again, you go back and you play match. You said it yourself. You could only do it part-time. Your friend wants to compete. So yeah. around what time did you realize maybe I want to get more involved within the fighting game community? Be it, you know, maybe joining a team. I'm sure you've joined a team before. You yeah, I joined, dynamic yeah. Folks. Um, take us through that. So I joined a team before, and um, I was the project manager for, for that team. What's uh, the name of the team, if I may ask? It's Play All Gaming. Okay, PAG. Yeah, They're based PAG. out of New York, right? They're based out of New York. Okay. Yeah. So after that, we separated because of differences, and I formed um, Dynamic Focus. So... Um, a few, a few. Actually, the thing is, I wasn't actually going to form Dynamic Focus. I was actually going to just do this little local thing that I was going to, uh, that I was doing called Bits and Beats. It was like a retro gaming night kind yes. of thing. Mm-hmm. 
I was just going to do that. Where was that based out of? That was based in New York, and it was at a local bar near Union Square. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Oh, so you would have had the foot traffic there and everything. Yeah, I had the foot traffic there. It was like, but at the same time, for me, it was difficult because since I left the team, I lost all my social media, and I had to rebuild it. So a lot of my uh, my foot traffic just kind of faded away because I didn't have the support that I had before. Of course. Yeah. You're basically taking all the workload and putting it upon yourself. Yeah. When you when you when you're within the team and you're just a cog of the machine, machine. and you get out, yeah, out for yeah. whatever differences you guys had, yeah. then you're basically bringing all this workload upon yourself. Self, yeah. So you said you were trying to do something small, but again, why why did you create dynamic focus? Did you want to change a few things in the FGC? Do you see yourself as a, as well, a game changer? Well, before like the um there was a few people that really wanted to still compete and they had issues too. And we're like, let's just issues with PAG or issues just in general with the, with the way the FGC is structured. I'll, I'll, I'll just leave it as that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'll just leave it as that because the thing is, is that it goes into further of like, yeah. yeah, So they had issues. So we were just like, you know what? Let's, build our team and then i brought in other people that um from other um from other uh just just people that i knew from different locals and we just brought a um build our own team mm-hmm. and i created dynamic focus because of but the name of the team was basically since i used to do photography and i used to do some kind like i used to do a lot of fgc local photography that people weren't doing in the New York area. So I used to start like just shooting events and just getting it out there so that they had a free photographer because I just, you know, wanted experience. Were you in photography before getting into the FGC? Or I actually did you was. Pick up, oh, you were. I was because um, I picked up my, my camera the day before I went to Panama to see my grandparents. Mm-hmm. So um, and I just shot um, just my home country, like my, my mom's home country. And uh, after that, I just started shooting um, events in New York City. And that's a good way of looking at it. Hey, somebody, nobody's doing this. That's, yeah. that's called progression. That's actually contributing yeah. to, to the scene. Yeah. And again, unfortunately, some people wouldn't even notice or look down upon it. But we've already talked. You don't know why people are like that. Yeah, yeah. So you get together with everybody, you know, a few people from your, your locals. And you'll have the same plan. Let's just get together. Let's try to forward, make some progress within New York City. Yeah, the when I'm within New York City, just to actually travel to to events again, because the thing is, is that like a lot of the some of the of uh, the pro players that needed the support, we just needed to to kind of gather our money around and just go to different events and to have somebody that organizes it for you was the best option. So we did that, you know, when you recruit pro players, what kind of level player are you looking for? Are you looking for somebody who's very big in the local scene and could possibly exceed in the regional? Or do you do you just bring in anybody that you feel needs some exposure because of their talent? It's basically their work ethic. So you you can have somebody that goes to the local scene and shows up once in a while, but you need somebody that shows up to a local scene, shows up to another local scene, and literally streams like all the time. You know, 
like those people are really dedicated to gaming and they need the exposure so those are the people i actually recruit people that really have really good work ethic and and you want to help them achieve a dream which is a lot of dreams for gamers i want to become a pro at the highest level yeah you offer them that i more more that i actually offer them learning how to brand themselves to actually branch themselves out to actually become a, a pro gamer because one big thing is that everybody that wants to join a team, they all are like, I just want to join a team and represent them. I just want the jersey and and it will be easy. I just bang buttons. <laughs> <laughs> I just mash buttons and, and I win somehow. And then I get like, uh, uh, what you call it, just letters in front of my name and I'm good. But at the end of the day, do you actually have something for yourself? like a brand for yourself that you can grow and then possibly make yourself a sole proprietorship. You're teaching then, them. Yeah. And how do some of them react to that? It's like, well, I just some, want the letters. <laughs> <laughs> my team is more proactive than a lot of people. Like a lot of people on my team are extremely proactive. I haven't talked about the sole proprietorship but with, with some people on my team that actually should be doing it but because they're – they, they have the branding for themselves to actually grow a brand for themselves, grow their own economy in, within, them, within their systems, <laughs> within their communities, and they could just grow on that. Okay. And use that as a resume for other things, you okay. know? So, so you're like the mother to everybody there. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm DF Soccer Mom. <laughs> <laughs> the other name is... Um, Fallen Moist Obsidian Mom. So that's a, a big. <laughs> <laughs> that's in the oh, team chat. Great. I love that. <laughs> Dynamic Focus. What was the first event together as a team that you guys contributed to or even organized yourselves? Um, Dynamic Focus, since it was October 16th, it was, it was an ECT event. It was our first actual event where we actually went um, with the uh, the few the few <laughs> members that I had, and uh, I made dynamic focus. How many members did you have at the time? Uh, I had four members. Were they all competitors at ECT, or were they helping running brackets? They were all competitors. Okay, then what that, games did they mainly compete in? Um, uh, Killer Instinct, Smash, and um, Street Fighter. So. Okay, so you have a good di- yeah. diverse portfolio of games. Yeah. Who came up with the name Dynamic Focus? I did. Was there a reason behind it? Yeah, because I was a photographer and I shot in Dynamic Focus. <laughs> Freaking love that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the the whole spiral thing, this little thing right here. Yes. That's the shutter, shutter eye. Okay. Yeah. And the eagle, or is that the an eagle? eagle? Yeah, it's a, it's a hawk. Oh, that's for, a hawk. For, yeah. Eyesight, you know. <laughs> yeah. Stuff for, like that. <laughs> being a woman in the FGC. Got to talk about this. Okay. How have people, you know, approached you with all the unfortunate events that have happened in the gaming world within the last six years, Gamergate, all this stuff? Have you gotten some people looking at you? Why is she here? Why Why is she? How can I put this? You know, ha- have you gotten any negative backlash because you are a woman? mostly because like, like there's things where I get excluded from 
because like and I don't know if it's a woman or anything like that because the thing is that since I've been in the scene for a while and I've been doing a lot of stuff in the scene I don't see that as much and also I'm six one. He's <laughs> gonna fuck somebody up. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Like a lot of people, like a lot of people that I meet, um, are shorter than me and don't want to, you know. But I'll get it on the internet, you know. Mm-hmm. But not as much okay. as like I, I would, uh, I would see from other people. That's why, like, I don't say that this doesn't exist because it does exist, of and course. I've seen their their um their receipts. You know, but and I'm I've been fortunate about it. But the 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 biggest thing about me is that um, I'm not included in the conversation. So is it because you know how to defend yourself? You have you could back up your words where you're going to fuck somebody up if you need to. Part of the language. It's it, <laughs> it because you're not an easy target of the BS talk. I. As I said, I don't know, but as I, the truth be told, I'm I'm not in the conversation where it comes to organizing other things. Your name is not thrown out there, no, so you don't you don't there. give it much thought. I don't give it much thought. And then another thing that I do is I circumvent the the wall. Like if I know there's a barrier there, I'm gonna go here to try to grow my, my to grow myself in this direction. While you're here with your stuff right over here. That's how I've been operating. Like if I know I can't I'm not going to be able to organize this thing, I'm going to find something else to organize and grow in that I'm not going to make somebody stop me from doing what I want to do. Okay. You know? I've been going to different conventions and different things and presenting myself because I'm doing things outside of the scene to grow my brand. And that's how I've been operating. That's why I go and say I don't I don't see it that much because sometimes when it, I see the when I feel the barrier there, I'm not there to to be hitting my head against this barrier. So whatever internet trolls or or critics you have online, the ones that really don't matter, you could easily just phase them out. It's like you guys aren't helping me out, so why, no, why should I? Why bother? should I bother? Yeah, which is. Really, that's how it should be. Yeah. Especially now in the world we live in where, you know, people look at some words and could be, you know, could be constructive criticism and they just can't shy it away. It's like, no, I have to validate what this person is saying. You you have a different approach. Yeah. Especially within the gaming community. Yeah. Because the thing is that I've I've been going through, because I have streamers, I have every single person in my team is doing something diverse so they can fall back on it you know and i can't go and just concentrate on the fgc just because you know i want to be part of it no i have to accommodate for everybody in the team so i have to go out and i have to go to packs i have to go on the show floor with with my card to every single person that will actually hear me out and getting information and try to work that way or going and talking to different teams and different other people that really want to do something with me and working with them because it's what you have to do to actually grow or do anything that you really want to do. 
And like you said, it's all work ethic. It's and all you work ha- And you have a great work ethic from everything that I know about you. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. So an- another topic that has brought up lately, it's everything that's happening, all the auxiliary things going on within the scene. You know, some sexual accusations, some people being outed. You're an organizer. I, in just maybe two or three sentences, because I don't feel like going in deep <laughs> into this. This is way bigger than it should be. Yeah. How, how do you mitigate those problems? How, how do you how do you circumvent this stuff from happening in the future? Because now, even though it didn't get prime time television, I believe the story was shown on CNN and some other small, not small, excuse me, some other TV networks. But you're an organizer. You know a lot of these people who, you know, put these events together. Again, how how do you mitigate this? Do you make it 18 and above only, 21 and above only? No, you, you make sure that. Um, one of the biggest things is that, like, I don't have people under the age of 18 on my team. Not because of um, allegations or, 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 or anything like that. It's just that I don't have a chaperone for you. I don't. Um, and not here to hold their hands. Not even hold their hands. You have to have the. You have to have a chaperone with them. Like, these events are for adults. This is a competition where people are either um, doing it professionally or do it casually. There, it's basically a whole bunch of adults in a room playing video games. Right? You don't know why they're here. So you you have to have a chaperone, you know. There's alcohol being distrib- distributed in these um in these events, you know. Mm-hmm. Concessions. There's, there's yes. concessions and concessions. Concessions like there's alcohol there, like and 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 adults are being adults in this in this area, and it's not something obscene. There's nothing something. There's nothing wrong. It's just that you wouldn't leave your child there, you know. Mm-hmm. That's it. I did a uh, uh, door security one time at Apex, and the amount of people, uh, parents who would come from South Carolina to watch their kid play a video game, it's amazing. But some of them would actually just leave them. Hey, look, mom, I'm going to go play with these guys. And they would just walk away. And kids like 15 or 14, it's like, what, what are you doing? Yeah, you can't <laughs> do that. Like, like, unfortunately, like, everybody says this is a safe space and everything like that, but it's not. It's basically, it's a space. People are having fun. People are doing what they want to do, but there's always somebody that they're not trying to do what what's up. That's it's just it's like leaving your child in a building. That's it. Like, would you leave your child just in a random building? How long do you think it will take the scene to wash away all these you know black guys and everything that's happened in the last few weeks? It's gonna take a while. It's gonna take a while. Yeah, because it's not it's not ending. Because like, if if you're a person like me, there's people who randomly message you in the middle of the day while you're working or you were doing something that you're chilling out with friends or stuff like that. I get a message from somebody that s- tells me their story, you know, and it's somebody new, you know, and I can't say who it was or who who's doing it. You know, it's I give the power to the victims to to come out and say what they need to say, but it's still happening, and it's just and people are not 
um, you know, accounting for their actions, you know? You said Dynamic Focus is trying to branch out to different kind of game scenes. What other kind of game scenes are you trying to branch out to? Um, I mean, going to PAX, going to big conventions with, you know, business card. Like, again, like what other genres or what other kind of companies are you talking to? So basically, I've been talking to different um, indie companies and stuff like that. Different games that um, need marketing and everything like that. Um, I am still talking to my PR firm and... um, the PR firm that works with Swim Sanity Decoy Games. Yes. So when that comes out, you know, we're going to be doing stuff with them too. So it's just like we're branching out by doing marketing in different areas and different gaming scenes. Are you trying to branch out also picking up maybe a different team member for maybe something like a first-person shooter? Or I, I don't know if they're sponsored players for, um, for speedrunning. I, I don't know much about that. Scene. I have a, sp- a speedrunner. And that's a huge scene as well. Yeah. I've seen uh, awesome games done quick. Yeah, has he got? Has this person gone to to any of those? He's he's actually just turning twenty, so no, not yet. <laughs> what game does he speed run? He speed runs Union on Squadron and Doom, like old Doom, and he does all the old <laughs> games. And he's just like this this uh really uh he's uh his name is um Cedarino. He's like just an old man and a young heart. It's just like it's just like <laughs> <laughs> surprisingly lot. There's a lot of people like that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you'd be surprised. You would think they were born in the wrong decade or the wrong generation. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, I have a guy at my job who's 33 and he doesn't. He hates the internet. He hates computers. It's yeah. like you're 33. What are you, 80 years old or something? Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that's uh that's the thing. Like he he just applied. He wasn't um he wasn't accepted. So we just have to wait for the next um next season, which is winter. So how much has COVID damaged or eh, what's the best word to say? How much has it prevented you from you know keep branching out your brand? <laughs> A lot because the thing is, is that like, um, we came out with a new apparel line and everything that, um, you see this, this the old design and we're going to redesign the blue design and everything like that. But we got the alternative jerseys and I just was able to send them out. Um, we just ordered them actually. We we just, we just sent out like the mask. These oh yeah, I saw that. Those are pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so dynamic we, focus branded masks. They are pretty sweet. Yeah, guys. they are. They really are. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we like most of us like because most of us um we do a lot of photography and stuff like that and traveling around and that actually stopped the um the marketing machine that we are. Yeah. So we had to act. We're actually changing our um the way that we're marketing now, since we can't move anywhere, like you doing the podcast is a great idea for, for, for KPB. We are now going well, to be doing, yeah, it's great. No, this is awesome. This is an awesome idea. This is an awesome way to actually start to, um, to branch out more, you know, um, what we are doing right now is like, we're hosting on the, the Dynamics Focus Twitch channel now. So we're starting to actually getting all these guys to sit down there and host on the channel and um, grow the scene, our scene that way and grow everyone else's channels. Because right now I'm focusing on building 
each individual brand, but I'm also not thinking of mine, so I have to think of mine now. So now I have to make sure that dynamic focus is taken care of so that I can take care of them. Yes. Yeah. Okay, then. Is streaming on Twitch, is that considered content creation? Yes. Oh, it is. Okay. And how many hours a week do you have your guys trying to stream on there? Um, for each individual, um, I'm trying to contract them out to four hours a month. Oh, contracting them out? So yeah. I, I like your approach. Everything is written, no handshakes. Yeah. Because a lot in this scene and a lot of gaming scenes, it's like the old wrestling way, the old circus way. Let's shake a hand yeah. and let's hope everybody keeps their promises. Promises, yeah. Yeah, you're actually, again, I've come back to the scene and, you know, KPB... I don't think they were doing contracts back then. I, I'm not certain because I was never part of that of those talks. But mm -hmm. you're one of the first people I know that it's like let's let's sit down. Yeah, let's, I haven't. I haven't because yeah, because right now I haven't gone through it because I have to go through the LLC and also have the markup for the contract, which I'm doing through a lawyer, which not a lot of teams do. <laughs> what are those? There was a lawyer, you know, like but they're evil. Mm, no, but having a lawyer there, getting everything sorted sorted out so nothing's up in the air. And then when you sit down with the contract, because I know that I have to sit down with every single individual person with the contract. Because the thing is, is that um, the lawyer told me that it's going to be at least 30 pages. So it's just like, okay. <laughs> oh, this, this should be fun. <laughs> it is going to be fun with everybody. Like, you know, speaking of contracts, we were talking about something earlier player's name will not be named but we did talk about that you overlooked somebody's contract and you saw this isn't doing anything for you but uh, yeah, you'd I, be surprised how many people sign contracts just because it's like hey i'm sponsored now i'm pro player and at the end of the day they don't get nothing, get out, nothing of it. out of it which is the um if if you're signing a contract and you can see that no the both of you aren't being benefited, you should not sign that contract. You should never sign that contract. You should get somebody to review your contract before you actually sign it. And if you don't have anybody reviewing it, at least if you're um, if you're sitting down in front of the organization and they're not running it down with the lawyer and if you don't have questions or anything like that, or even having another person just to listen to you while the contract's actually being formed, don't sign that contract. No, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, even when I was 17 or 16 years old, my mother always told me, if you're going to get into uh, into anything where you have to sit down and write it, you might want to look it over. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you might get screwed. You, you're going to get screwed gonna over. You're going to get screwed over, yeah. You know, and, and some people, oh, sure, we could look at them. You know, some people who are not into the gaming industry will say, well, he's a 21, 22-year-old. He, he really doesn't know what, what's going on. But you'd be surprised how many people are above the age of 30 yeah. who still don't look it over. I did, this should be regular skills that you should have, you know, growing up. I or mean, ed education system at least helps you out here or do something. Yeah. I mean, we just went through the news, like, I think one or two years ago about a big organization that was taking 80% from a player 80 percent 80 percent oh wow he signed it without looking at it 
It's not that he signed it without looking at it. He just didn't know he was going to – they were taking 80% from him. Oh, okay. Yeah. I see where you're going with yeah. this. 20% to him may seem like a lot, but yeah, at the end of the day, they, you're not getting yeah. all the numbers. No, not getting all the numbers. So, and, again, that it's great that you that you take the time to sit down and you're protecting the, your players or yeah. you're protecting your investments with anybody that you talk to. Yeah. So, like – as I said before, I don't have a contract now, but I've been explaining my contract to the players so they know that later on, this is coming down the pike. This is coming, this, 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 the way this is going to be structured is like, you know, I, like I need, I'm going to definitely tell you that you have to stream on the DF site four hours a month. And the other thing is that all the little things in between, like everything your structured brand for Twitch or your YouTube or anything like that, that's your brand. You own that. Yes. I don't take anything from you. What's the fun part? Uh, well, <laughs> before I get to that question, when I first contacted you, you told me your uh, dynamic focus is a grassroots esports organization. Yeah, grassroots. Help me out. What is a grassroots esports organization? I am not sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> nice and simple. Like, I'm not sponsored. Yeah, that's very simple. Like I, I say grassroots because it's nicer to saying unsponsored. You know, you say unsponsored, people are like, ew. <laughs> Not worth my time. You're not worth my time with all, but which is another mentality that's yeah. unfortunately in the gaming community. Mm -hmm. Well, you're not unsponsored. You're unsponsored. Excuse me. So why should I waste my time? Well, do you want to support the community? Yes or no? But the other th the other thing is is that do you really want to be on a sponsored team? Because when you're on a sponsored team, you have obligations. Yes. You have obligations that you have to have for that team. Because the thing is is that it's not the team that is making the room the rules it's the sponsor yes yeah of course yeah so that's the reason like uh, th people they're your bosses but people don't get it <laughs> people don't get it people are like oh i i but i like i i want to do all these things that i really want to do and i'm like you can't because you can't the sponsor for 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 these uh, for these brands they have a certain type of reputation that they have to uphold of course you know, of course, so of course. if you're not upholding those um, those expectations, they can't take you. Oh. It's like it's like what you're you not worth the investment. investment. Yeah. Like, you know, there's if you're going for a job and you're they go and say, well, we need you to have your nails cut. And you're like, I don't want to cut my nails. You're not getting the job. No. Yeah. No, of course not. Yeah. And it's sad that you have to explain that to a lot of people mm -hmm. where perfect example, when I was working at Target, there was a kid there who happened to be the nephew of one of the bosses. So he thought he had free reign. It's like, yeah. no, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. Even, even, you know, even his, even his family member had to tell him, he's like, well, what made you think, you know, it, it, what made you think you could do this? It's like, well, cause you're a family member and you're, you know, you're the boss here, but that's not the way business works works it doesn't work and unfortunately a lot of people like fear that it's like well i'm not going to be my own person uh I, i'm not going to be able to do what it is that i want to do no you'll be able to go out there maybe send you to play a few games at a few majors but you have to adhere to certain certain it, things yeah. exactly yeah I, and i'm not i'm not saying oh like oh um 
Because one of the biggest things that I have, a biggest problems that I have is um, basically as a black person, I hate it when people have um, different um, ideas of how I should carry my hair. Like, yeah, just like in, in New York, we just, um, just a year ago, you couldn't discriminate against people of color for the style of hair that they had. Uh, that's, I did not know that. I, yeah. did, I didn't need to know that. I didn't know that was a thing. It's, it's, it's a very much a thing because I used to do braids and I used to not get a job because of braids. And I'm like, but that's how I keep my hair neat. You're, 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 you're hiring my skills. You're not you're hiring, hiring my, my looks. My looks. Yes. Like you're not hiring. My, if I'm neatly coming in with a design of hairstyle that keeps my hair neat and clean, you shouldn't discriminate against me against that because I'm I'm being hygienic. Yes. You know, that's my that's a hair that grows on top of my head. You shouldn't you shouldn't say that that's a trend. <laughs> Afro is not a trend. Afro is how I keep my hair neat. Is racial inequality something in the esports universe? Yeah. <laughs> so like, it's like, like that's that's the thing. Yeah, it's, it's everywhere. It's, it's, it's everywhere. You know, it's it's There's the no world. fixing that. There is fixing that because the reason why the reason why we're having this discussions right now is because of the Black Lives Matter movement. There's an actual civil rights movement that's pretty much the biggest movement all time. of all time yes. happening. I mean, and this is not just a U.S. thing; it's a worldwide worldwide thing. thing. Yeah, so that's why we're having these discussions of race and of inequality happening, and that's why I said another thing, like. These discussions are not going to go away. We had the Microsoft discussion right now, and then all of a sudden, uh, Mixer just went, just, down. just went down. I mean, Ninja made out like a bandit. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he made out like a bandit, but, you know, the, the discussions of, like, one of the, the Microsoft um, guys that was working under Microsoft, a black man, who just talked about the racial biases that he had, you know? Yes. What's the best part about owning a grassroots or what's the best parts of putting together a grassroots esports uh, team? Um, what's the fun part? The fun, the fun part is basically the team itself. They're, they're nuts. <laughs> <laughs> they're like your family members. They're, they're, <sighs> how many, how many players you have under your roster right now? So right now I have 15. How much? 50? 15. Oh, 15, 15. Oh, no, 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 not 5-0. I'm not overburdening <laughs> myself that much. That that would be um absolute suicide. Um, <laughs> you said they're all nutty, which are the five nuttiest guys in there. And gals, I don't know if, this, I don't know if it's only guys, but I'll just say guys and gals. Which okay. ones are the five nuttiest? Which ones are the ones that drive they're you? driving the, me crazy? That, okay. drive you the, that drive you nuts and it's like, Okay, ah. so it, it's Jackal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just looking at Steve just dying in the background. <laughs> she loves you guys. Just remember no, that. No, she. They all. They already know that. But they know that they're driving me nuts. Uh, if, uh, what game does he play for people who don't know? Um, Jackal plays um, NRS Ki. Um, he plays um, Battle for the Grid, and 
he's I think he's going back to fighting EX later. I don't know. That's not up to me. He he does what he does. And By the way, are we well. ranking them from least nuttiest to most nuttiest? How you how you doing this? I'm doing <laughs> I'm doing it on on what I can see right now because I think it's that like I know one of them people when they see it they're like how is he driving you crazy? Because <laughs> <laughs> they don't know him. Great conversation. <laughs> within the team during your next meeting <laughs> no but they are no come on but everybody knows if, if you're in the team you already know who's driving me crazy mm -hmm. all right right, all so, right so that's number five <laughs> so um there's rome <laughs> rome just posts a whole bunch of crazy shit on the internet and i'm like what are you doing <laughs> So yeah, everybody follow Rome and stuff. You want to die laughing? Just there's a video every single like minute where it's just like, <laughs> is that the is his Twitter handle Rome himself? Yeah. Okay, I I thought I saw that name recently. Oh, did you did you see the one where he was like, okay, I have a list of all your favorite e girls. <laughs> the nurse from Bible Black and me in a Sonic outfit, and everybody voted that they wanted me in a Sonic outfit. I'll be honest <laughs> with you, my my Twitter free, uh, you know, trial ended up like, oh, you gotta get the full app. I I think I've seen something like that. Mike Mike showed me that Afrodynamic, and it's like Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is what I deal with. <laughs> All right, so that's number four. Come on, we got three more. We got three more. I mean. <laughs> okay, so the next one, and I definitely would say, is Gur. Everybody does it. Everybody's like, "Oh, he's the sweetest thing ever. He's just in the corner, and you just, just no, no." <laughs> I remember Gur from the first time I ever saw him playing Injustice One. He was the big Bane player. Yeah, big Bane player. Oh, just, he, just, he was awesome. Yeah, he's just, just a, he's a cute little. I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> I eat, she loves you. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, he's like, like every time he's going to start with me, he's like a Caesar, and I'm like, okay, what are you gonna do now? And it's just like <laughs> he trolls the hell out of you. Yeah, it's like it's like high school all over again with him. Literally, just like he's the little brother I've never wanted and the son I deserve to have. <laughs> Sounds like my kind of people. I love that. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a sarcastic. Yeah. Okay, man. All right, come on. We got two more. Okay. Um, Sane is not with the team anymore, but he's still in the team chats. And yeah, he's <laughs> he's the best. Um, everybody was. He's another one. Where was like everyone. Oh, he's really quiet. What do you mean? I'm like I'm just sitting down here, like literally in a team chat. I'm sitting down there, and all of a sudden he's rapping. <laughs> Facebook chat. <laughs> You look like you're about to cry from all the laughter. Because <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, Thanksgiving was crazy too. Whatever they were just screaming for Thanksgiving. Like literally recording themselves screaming for Thanksgiving. My uncle was like, what the hell was that? I'm like, I, I can't explain it. <laughs> I can't. And we're down to number one. Let's see. Oh, Who's God. the dynamic focus player? team member that drives us either the craziest. I, I can't even think of it. Can we do it. a drum roll, Steve? Because <laughs> the four of them, oh good. <laughs> I hope that was caught. <laughs> okay, so I'm trying to think. He, they, he doesn't. He, okay, he's actually would be number five because 
Um, but it is Lionheart. Because the the reason why he drives me crazy is because whenever someone does something crazy, he asks questions. So it amplifies everything. So here's a story, okay? Because I've told this story many times, and people don't believe it. But it happened, and it's true. I got Popeyes, and it was Winter Brawl. And we all were sitting down there in the room, chilling. It was me, Gurr, Devin, um, and Lionheart. And also another person outside, Juju, was in the you room, too. You said you got Popeyes? Was you got Popeyes. Dur- was this during the big Popeyes and Chick-fil-A burger uh, chicken sandwich clash? No, 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 it's happened. It was like, it was way before. Okay. So... We're all we're all sitting down. We're eating. We're having a good old time. And the, uh, Lionheart just takes the bucket bucket of spicy chicken and just puts it right by him and just starts eating out of the bucket. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> sir. So Gur was like, hey, can I have a piece? And he's like, sure. Like it's for everybody. And takes a piece, eats it calmly. Everything's fine. We're all quiet. Everything's fine. Gur waits for the last piece, right? And waits for Lionheart to actually just go for it. <laughs> Gur goes and swipes it underneath his <laughs> underneath his hands and grabs it, eats it, cold counts it up in the air, and eats another bite. And we're like, what the hell's that? <laughs> Yoink. Yoink. And so and so the first thing that comes out of Lionheart's mouth is why did you call the kind of food with the chicken in the air? <laughs> and Gur's response was, to make it taste better. <laughs> we <laughs> <laughs> We're like, <laughs> like we all just was like dumbfounded that <laughs> this is going on. I gotta hang out with these guys. <laughs> <laughs> we're 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 actually stupid. <laughs> like, well, that's what makes a good close knit yeah, family. Yeah, you know, it's if you don't have that camaraderie, mm-hmm. then it will just be a whole bunch of people just staring at each other, not having fun. Yeah, yeah. And that's that. That's one thing I, you know, even from my times back in the day in the FGC, it's like I, I always just was in it to have fun. You know, yeah. a, a lot of people look at going to a major because i usually could only ever go down to the philadelphia ones and when east coast throwdown was in jersey i know i'm not the best competitor because i again i i mainly i I mainly started playing the most recent games mk9 i played some street fighter 4 but i always just like the older school um mk games now i go there saturday because when guys like shock james mk summoning and all those guys that's when they usually have their tournaments yeah so even though we were going to compete against each other, we always knew to have fun because if you're not having fun, why are you doing this then? If yeah. you're just there just to, you know, start trouble. Mm-hmm. But we went from what's the best thing? What's the worst thing about having an esports organization? What's the one thing that, besides your players driving you nuts in a fun way, yeah. like what is the most annoying? What is, what's the bad? The bad is actually... Um... The bad is actually the um the esports connections to actually grow your brand to to market. That is difficult because right now, um, everybody looks at numbers. Everybody looks at um, and I don't have them. Like, 
my my social media numbers are really low because um I don't get talked about. And I understand that and that's that's as I said before, it's a wall that I'm gonna go around you. So I'm gonna try to get my numbers up the best way I can, the most legit way I can without just buying a whole bunch of um of uh of followers because that's doesn't that's not gonna work for me anyway. Okay. Because they're not gonna respond. It's just bodies there. Yes. You know? Um and just creating content to make sure that I'm talked about. And I'm not gonna use the people that I know to talk about me. I'm gonna find others. Yes. You know? Of course, yes. Yeah. So that's one big thing. So it's the numbers excuse me, it's networking with the right people. Yeah. It's networking with people who want to grow their brand as well. Yeah. It's not people who unfortunately have this weird foothold where they think you know they're the world's greatest thing just because maybe you have a bigger brand than everybody which is i never understood that thinking we're all in it together yeah so it, it's most likely about money isn't it it's is about money mm -hmm. it's, it's basically money the money is um very um it's given a lot of money is given to um bigger brands and they're not sharing it there's no way that you know anything can um like i think rodney said it best is that there, there's a lot of money given to a lot of people that are not using it in the right way you yes, know they said that in episode one guys mm -hmm. please check that out yeah so that's that's the big thing it's like if and i have been honest with other brands too like there are brands that was like, okay, if I give you fifteen, if I give you fifty thousand, I mean, I'm sorry, if I give you five thousand dollars a month, what would you do it? And I'm like, number one, I don't have the numbers to make sure that that investment is actually worth your while. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't produce five thousand dollars worth of content for you. No, not at where, not where I am. You know, maybe lower amount, but and. I've been written off the table because I was honest with somebody. Yes. You know? It's all about likes. It's all about subscriptions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's likes and subscriptions and everything like that. Like, you may go and say, oh, likes, subscriptions, and numbers, that doesn't matter. But to an esports organization, it does matter. You of know? course. Of it course. does. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's my marketing chip. That's the bargaining chip I use to get my guys um, different, you know, bargaining chips for you know partnerships and stuff like that that's that's what i use you yes. know mm -hmm. so if you want to support you know you support your players that you also have to support the brands that they actually represent too of course of you course know? and it's weird because you give you you give them a line and you say listen with five thousand dollars like you said I, I may not just because you're honest with them where you are yeah and yet they turn their back to you and then they go with people who have been, I, I guess if you want to say they've been in power for so long, mm -hmm. but we were within the community. We know how much of a, for lack of a better word, clusterfuck some people do. Yeah. You know, so, so why do they keep going back to those certain individuals? Do I, I, I we see no growth. Mm -hmm. So why do they keep going back? Or is that just another thing where this is the status quo? And unfortunately, the people in "quote unquote" power just—they feel comfortable where they are. It, it, would you say that's what it is, or is uh, there is there a more underlying problem there? 
no, it's it's just um you're dealing with old money, and old money knows certain structures, and the only way that you would get noticed by old money is to be loud enough for old money to see you. That's it. Like you think that like all these like soft drink brands and food companies and apparel companies are run by young people. They're not. No, they're not. Of course not. They're they're run by people that only know Facebook suits suits only know Facebook only know Twitter and only Instagram. You know, and those numbers are what they're ruling everything by. So they're not investing into like things like TikTok or anything like that. They're they're just condensing themselves into these brands that they kind of understand. So the more louder you are in the community, the more likely you're going to be picked up first. Of course, and like going back, they are suits. Yeah. Like I talked with Ronnie, these are people who they don't get it. They're in it because. Let me invest money in this. They don't really know what's going on. They, no. they they have they have no reason to. If you want to look at it that way, they people have so much money. But I mean, obviously, it it bothers so many people. But unfortunately, they they are the last say, are they not? Yeah, they're the last say. But the thing is, another thing is that people invest in things because they think there's going to be a return for it. Of course, and they're investing in people that have the loudest numbers because they're most likely statistically to bring a return. Of course. So that's it. If, 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 if you, if you can bring something to the table that shows them that you're a counter to the status quo, yes, they'll invest into you. Of course. That's the reason why we're, the issue is, is that right now FGC numbers are low, you know, if you across want across the board, across the, the board, board, across the board, that's why we're having issues with you know investment. Is that I I understand that everyone loves the FGC, everybody loves everything like that. They want to get paid, but you have to talk. Of course, you gotta talk. Yeah. If you like your brand, you like something about somebody in your community, you have to talk about them because that's where the opportunities come from. What it's are, from it's from word of mouth advertisement because you can't pay for art word of mouth advertisement, but you can give money to person that, that makes sure that word of mouth advertisement will actually come from. Like you know, they would that's where they will generate. What's the reason a big investor should invest in the FTC? Esports in general in the last five, maybe eight years has grown, but that's it, that that's on a different sector. First-person yeah. shooters, Overwatch, Overwatch yeah. League, uh, LOL, Dota. Mm-hmm. I mean, ESPN, I believe they still have the TV rights to the international, the big Dota tournament. Yeah. But the FGC, why should somebody invest into it if they decide to? <laughs> Ooh, tough questions. See, it's not, even, it's not even a tough question because the thing is, is that um, – one of the things of the FGC is that the companies just started investing into the FGC. So the producers of the games just started doing this. You know, this is not um, Blizzard or, <laughs> or Rare or anybody taking money out of their pockets to invest into a professional league. Of course. So that's the reason why it's a little bit harder for the FGC f- 
to get all this stuff. The only people that I know that would actually benefit the most from investment, and they could, is NRS. Netherlands Studios has the money, and they also are from America, so they don't mm-hmm. they don't have to worry about um, any gambling laws or anything well, like that. Well, I mean, look at look at the characters they've had in their games, and those are big IP characters. Yes. I mean, Predator is huge. Yeah. RoboCop, Terminator. It's huge. You're absolutely right. They do have the money. Yeah. They ran the league for a while there, didn't they? For MK10, I believe it was, or maybe Injustice 2? They they did for they had pro leagues for um every single title. It's just that it's um it's not as high stakes as a Dota or a Of course, of yeah, course. Yes. But um, they do have it, yes. and the 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 biggest thing would be would NRS actually advertising for their leagues on different um, networks. Of course, but they 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 don't have that type of investment. They just kind of put a league together, and somehow the community should be talking about it. But the community doesn't talk. No. <laughs> so that's that's, that's that's not with esports. So the thing is, is that. If the community was as feverish or, or or just talked about what they're doing, the the money would roll in faster. Oh, well, of course, you brought back something. because because uh, sorry because we're we're definitely grassroots. We're definitely like unsponsored. We're definitely just kind of just like um just talking about each other, and that's it. Like. Because I remember, mm-hmm. uh, I, I believe it was Street Fighter 4 as well, but MK9, MLG picked them up. Yeah. MLG was huge back then. I don't know how big they are nowadays, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. They, they they were putting up money. They were giving us prime time, and the community just, just had a big backlash on it because it's like, oh, well, you're scheduling it during a big grassroots event. So mm-hmm. by all means, you're absolutely right. The community does it to themselves. Yeah. You know, the money is there, but why would a big entity want to invest in something where the fan base, the people who are supposed to be there rooting for everything, just have such a negative backlash? Because again, down with esports. Yeah. I mean, I think there was more to the MLG thing than just the um the event. There was something going on with MLG. Okay. And that's the reason why like that kind of faltered through. But other than that, um, it's not, it's not, I'm not just like, oh, it's just a community that's like screwing each, like it's, 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 (laughs) it's literally, it's literally like, there's literally a trifecta of not communicating, you know, it's from, it's from like, from the event itself, from the publishers, from the community, there's a trifecta where the communication is kind of broken down. Okay. Yeah. Dynamic Focus has had, um, how long have you guys been around? You said five years? Um, since 2016, so... so four years going four on. Four years, yeah, going on four years. Where do you see Dynamic Focus in five years? Um, hopefully bigger. Because <laughs> 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 um, currently, right now, we've been... Um, several uh, media outlets have called, called it the Tier 2 eSport. Um, an unsponsored Tier 2 eSport Oh, they have team. different tiers now? There's tiers. Which is the highest tier? Highest tier is one where you're actually having um pretty much like a like uh a TSM mm-hmm. Cloud Nine Evil Geniuses. They they have a, a actual business structure. Yes. You know, like I'm I'm pretty much a S corp structure, like one owner and uh, different that, managers and that's, that's organized. Yeah. There you go. 
But again, you said in five years you were hoping, you're hoping and we know it's going to be bigger. But follow-up question to that, how much longer do you see yourself doing this? Even, even if it gets big or maybe it just stays where it is, how much longer do you see yourself running a grassroots, uh, a grassroots esports organization? How long do you see yourself within this community? Um, or is that something you really don't want to think about where you are right now? You just want to keep building up your brand. I just want to keep on building up my brand because the thing is that at least I have a five-year plan on how it builds up because the way that the economy is for gaming is so in flux. Yes. That, um, you know, streaming platforms are growing and dying, you know, different, um, Different uh, publishers are growing, dying. Oh yes, that's uh, that's always been a big problem. Man. <laughs> big problem. Uh, if you go on the Xbox Live um, store, streaming streaming apps. I mean, I remember some that you know were thriving years ago. Now they're just no longer there. There, yeah. You know, it's Netflix and everybody else. You know, HBO Max. But you're absolutely right. You know, so again, it, how, how long do you see yourself again doing this? How long, again, going back to the question, how long do you see yourself within the FGC before you maybe say, I just have to abandon it and just continue on with, with other organizations? Because I guess a question I should have asked is, how much how much support are you getting from within the FGC? Um, I'm just, I'm actually getting so-so, you know, amount of support. I'm not going to say that no one supported me because that's not true. People support you, but they don't know how to support you. And, or they're at, like, I have so many times when people have come up to me and they say, how do I support dynamic focus? And I'm like, retweet myself. <laughs> it's like, subscribe to the YouTube just, channel. Just, just subscribe, just subscribe to our channels. Like, um, I have apparel. If you if you can afford it, you know, um, if we're doing an event, retweet the event. If you see something really hype about us, like you know, when I came out with the New Jerseys and stuff like that, retweet that. Say, wow, those are really cool. Like, literally talk about us because if you don't talk about us, everything goes to the wayside and new people don't get to see us. Right. You know. You know, like I literally like sometimes like girl would be like yeah i i, I play for df and and in his stream chat they're like what is df i'm like dynamic focus is a team that he yeah yeah like how do you not know this <laughs> <laughs> it's growing pains it's, it's a lot of growing pains where it's like and it's, that's why i'm like you know it's not the 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 fault of the FGC or not of the community thing. It literally is. There has been a communication error for the longest time, you know, and it's not changing right now. But the more we talk, the more we, we support each other, you know, like the, the biggest thing that like, I, okay. When it comes back to the, um, how, what I, what I see myself in five years, I see myself having a communication network that um, basically the music industry has. Yes. Where 
we have a network of teams, TOs, and everything like that that literally start talking about each other so that our brand gets pushed out so more people will know about us. Yeah, they, they could stop stepping on your toes, basically. Not even stop stepping on our toes, but we have to learn to actually do the stuff that... Because the thing is, I, I'm part of a PR firm, and that's what they do. That's what they came from. They came from the music industry, where the music industry, all these artists that you see right now are literally talking about each other. Okay. They're literally talking about each other, and that's the reason why you know about them. Oh, all right. That's the reason why they get that word of mouth and everything. Oh, this hype album from this person, this hype album for that person. These people have created networks of people to talk about each other. Okay, all right. And that's something that has to be repeated in the gaming industry for us to actually get the sponsorships, get the marketing, get everything like that. We have to start actually forming these bonds, you know, and also talking to the music industry and also talking to other people that really want to get into gaming, don't know how, and they literally are like, you literally have music artists just sitting down here going like, I want to do gaming, but I don't know how to do it. Like, and I'm just sitting out here like, Hello? I mean, hello? Like, East Coast Throwdown 2019, wasn't it sponsored by some kind of music label? I, yeah. I, I, I went there on Sunday to get some uh, games of, UMK, of MK2 in. And I'm pretty sure they they were sponsored. Yeah, by it was them, sponsored but... by them. Like like the whole thing where the gaming like gaming industry should actually start thinking like a lifestyle brand. You yes. know, we start to actually move in the way that lifestyle brands actually do, which is basically having those communication networks. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, it's Caesar. It was fun. Yeah. Where could people reach you? You can reach me at Dynamic Focus. You know, all over, like you know, Facebook, Instagram, um. Twitter. I'm usually mostly on Twitter, and um, also you can see me at ZZ Down on Twitter. Um, I will not take your Facebook request. I will talk to you on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> and remember, guys, go on Twitch to see all the fun and shenanigans of her team. Dynamic yes. Focus. Dynamic Focus is going to be um, regularly streaming soon. Um, the 23rd, I think Saki's going to be on first. Okay. So yeah. Well, it was fun. It was great getting to know you. Hopefully, yes. we'll have a return episode sometime. I probably maybe, maybe there was a few things in there you didn't get out. But again, oh, you're gonna say? <laughs> <laughs> no, like hopefully that you know the the whole communication network that I actually been talking about, maybe that starts to come to fruition because I started to talk about it, which know. is something that we need to do. And I'm glad you came on the podcast because this is just another avenue for you to try to get, you know, yeah. your message out there. Yeah. Again, thank you very much. It was a lot of fun. Guys, have a good day. This is Aziza Brown. You guys take care. Right, have a good one. <laughs> that was fun. This has been a KPB MediaWorks production.